It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Congressman Lee Zeldin has won the New York GOP nomination for governor, the party's choice, uh, to take on the current governor who was put in office after Andrew Cuomo's resignation, Kathy Hochul. The New York gubernatorial campaigns over the years have uh, always favored Democrats and occasionally a win, such as we saw with Governor Pataki in past. So how does the candidate who's now won the nomination win the state? Are the issues enough? Are there enough New Yorkers that are not only fed up, but sick of the failures. New York has become an exit state. Uh, People are leaving the state in droves, not just related to COVID. That certainly exacerbated the situation. Lee Zeldin joins me now. Lee, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Hey, David. It's great to be with you. All right, so let's dive in. Uh, You won the votes of more than 85% of the Republican Party officials at the state convention, but unfortunately... The Democrats seem to have a sometimes seems like an 85 percent majority. They certainly outnumber Republican voters in the state. Uh, How do you what's your path to victory? So the issues are totally on our side and we're leading the entire nation in population loss. And it's because of one party Democrat rule, outsized power of self-described socialists running the show up in Albany. And we hear about AOC and her friends in D.C., well, there's even more of them uh, running everything up in Albany. So people who are fleeing the state are leaving because they don't feel safe outside of their streets. That's not just a Republican issue. It's Democrats, independents, too. Uh, Their money will go further if they move to a place like Florida or Texas or Tennessee or South Carolina. They'll have more freedoms if they head somewhere else. That's impacting everyone. If you are a parent of a four-year-old going to uh, school this morning inside of New York City or daycare, your your kid is still all messed up. Uh, freedom is, you know, through the years, Democrats thought we were only talking about the Second Amendment, and sometimes we were talking about the Second Amendment, but now they realize what individual liberty and personal responsibility means. People are leaving this state in droves, and it's not just Republicans. So the issues are on our side, but we have to work hard, can't take anything for granted. We have to be all in everywhere in all 62 counties. I feel very good about our chances to win in a year like 2022. I I get that the issues, and certainly for the base and for many uh, independents or maybe someone non-affiliate. I get that the issues are public. They're top of mind for many and on their side. Now, however, comes the challenge of propensity voting. High propensity Democrat voters do not often shift. They outnumber Republicans significantly across the state. Downstate is even more significant in number. And, you know, historically, Republicans, if they can take a third of the downstate vote have a better chance of winning the election. Uh, So while the issues are there, the voters overwhelm and their history proves otherwise with rare exception. Uh, Between now and June 28th, uh, when the primary plays out, how do you convince uh, those voters who typically vote Democrat 
that those issues matter to them. So this is an important point. You and I spoke about issues. Now you look at the the votes. Now, uh, in New York State, there are a lot more Democrats than Republicans. There are also a whole lot of people who are unaffiliated. And right now, they are leaning right, too. So that's one of the great equalizers. Uh, I've now won seven consecutive races in purple New York City suburban districts. I took out an incumbent for a state Senate seat in 2010 between him and his father. They were there for 30 years. I took out an incumbent for the House in 2014 who was there for six terms, 12 years. And that wasn't just about getting votes from Republicans. We had Democrats and independents voting for us, too. Downstate, you have Suffolk, Nassau, New York City, Westchester. Those are the, uh, the, the, lower, the lower counties in the state, but a huge population. We need 60% of the vote in Suffolk, 55% of the vote in Nassau, 29% in New York City. That means you lose by 40 in New York City. You're still hitting your mark statewide, 43% in Westchester. So those are the vocals. We have them for all 62 counties. Uh, in New York City, you have these conservative pockets, Staten Island, Bay Ridge, Brighton Beach, Middle Village. You have the coalition building. I mean, we're getting a lot of support from the Asian-American community, tired of their people losing their lives and being attacked. Uh, but they don't feel safe on the streets, and their kids' education is under attack by the Dems. From Jewish voters, from Hispanic voters, black voters, all across New York City, there's a whole lot of people who feel alienated by one-party Dem rule at every level. So the issues are related, but to get an idea of vocals uh, in each of those lower counties, those are some of the numbers we're working with. And I get that. But if every Asian switched their vote, and if every Jewish vote switched in those areas you just mentioned, it still wouldn't be enough. And when you look at statewide elections in New York, and I want New Yorkers especially listening to understand the history and the challenges. Going forward from George Pataki's win in 1994, where he won 48.7% to 45.5, and then again, 54 to 33, I'm rounding off the numbers, 49 to 33 in 2002, the Democrat wins are much more significant, 69 to 28% in 2006, 62 to 33 in 2010, 54 to 40 in 2014, 59 to 36 in 2018. That's the last election. So the Democrats win by significantly larger margins. The Jewish liberal vote in New York, especially down in the city, is still there, largely referenced or at least certainly related to, for example, Jerry Nadler's district. Now you look at a more left vote in the AOC in District 14 and even in District 15, Charlie Rangel's old district. And if you take Staten Island and the island, it's not enough to, to switch even all those votes. So the percentages statewide are not there for the Republicans. Look, I, we've got to deal in reality on the numbers as voters in New York. I'm speaking to the voters in New York. And if they don't come out or if they all come out, you're still underwater on the numbers. So that that well, conversion I, I, has to happen. And I, I got to tell you, I, I appreciate the issues from you and all the candidates that are running. But Republicans have a rough road in New York. Yeah, I, I, I mean, first off, I respect the heck out of David Webb. But um, as far as the, the numbers go, I would just offer 
Uh, when you look at the, you know, the numbers I just provided, the 29% in the last mayoral race last November where you have to win your city in order to win the mayoral, when you're one statewide, you, you, we get the same 29% that the Republican candidate got November 2nd of 2021. We are hitting our mark to win statewide. Now, it's important for all of your listeners all across the state to make sure that we are all registering to vote, that we're getting out and voting. It's not just a right. It's a duty. It's an obligation. Everyone needs to get out everywhere. But I, I am not intimidated at all by needing to get 60 percent in Suffolk, 55 percent in Nassau, 29, as I mentioned, which is what the Republican candidate got uh, in November 2nd, and 43 percent in Westchester. You know, on Suffolk and Nassau on November 2nd, we flipped Nassau and Suffolk District Attorney, Nassau County Executive, Suffolk County Legislature, Town of North, Hempstead, all went from blue to red. New York City Council seats flipped, and then you have these towns upstate from Colony to Hornell. Uh, I actually believe that the math is there, and I don't, I don't even believe that this is a year that's going to be as good as 2014 or as good as 2010. I'm looking at this as being a once-in-a-generation type election. The Democrats are destroying everything at every level. And I believe that we're going to win this race because we have to win this race. But yeah, it's important for all of your New York listeners everywhere to, to get out and vote and to win this because it's not going to happen on its own. You know, let's go upstate for, for a minute, Lee. Uh, when you look at Buffalo, Rochester, Albany, even smaller areas, Syracuse, uh, Ithaca, uh, you know, the, the Hudson Valley, I think, is uh, fair to say purple and up for grabs, Orange County, those areas, right? That, that, that area is up for grabs. Rob Astorino, in his last run, uh, proved that Republicans can make greater inroads, and Orange County typically leans more uh, Republican at times in statewide voting. But how do you get those upper cities, which largely have now socialist mayors, you look at Rochester and Buffalo, an entrenched uh, progressive majority and a strong support of the Working Families Party and the Democrat Socialists of America in conjunction, in this case, on a statewide with the Democrat Party. How do you break that block or overcome it? The numbers aren't there in the surrounding suburbs. Yeah, and I think that the Democratic Socialists of America winning these races, as we saw happen this past November 2nd, and they're making runs at people who are state legislators right now in this upcoming election, that the, the inroads that the DSA make, they end up, uh, helping Republicans win because they have Democrats saying that they don't recognize this party. Uh, they feel like the Democratic Party has left them. There are a lot of Democrats who are identifying with Republicans instead of identifying with socialists. So there's that dynamic. Orange County, as you pointed out, does vote Republican. They have a Republican county executive in Orange County. We, they have state senators, state assemblymen. Uh, we have spent a lot of time in Orange County. So that's a great point. Now, as far as uh, those cities upstate, you point out Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. Uh, Syracuse, ha uh, Onondaga has a Republican county executive. Syracuse might be blue, but the county is purple to red. Uh, Rochester is in the county of Monroe. Rochester is a blue city. Monroe is a purple county. Buffalo, another great example you brought up. Buffalo is a blue city. But Erie County, the county where Buffalo is in, is a purple county. So what we do have to do is work hard in those suburbs around the cities. Now, we have to go into the cities and try to get as many votes as we possibly can from inside of it. 
But what's less daunting when you look at the maps of these four counties that we're talking about, Orange, Onondaga, Monroe, and Erie, uh, is that we're, we're hitting our vocal countywide, even if it's more daunting. Because we don't, we don't, you know, if you look at just the city, because it is hard to win the city of Syracuse, Rochester, and Buffalo. That, if we had to do that in order to win statewide, it would be a very difficult road. But we don't. We have to win the county. You know, I, you've known me long enough, I think, you know, I'm not a fan of polls. I, I always say that before I go to a poll. I like to follow tracking over time. But a recent Siena poll uh, that polled uh, Republican voters and all voters, you versus Andrew Giuliani, one of your competitors, he's in the petition process, and by the way, as is Rob Astorino, uh, to see what happens when they, to get on the ballot, rather, for the, for the primary. Giuliani, in the February 22 release, had a 28 to 47% favorability with all voters, a 47 to 28 with Republicans, and you had an 18 to 20% with all voters and a 27 down to 16 with Republicans. Now, that's a Siena poll, and as I said, I'm not a fan of polling, but sometimes their indicators uh, will see over time how their other polls turn out. How do you respond to that poll? Yeah, and I'm glad that you gave your disclaimer on polls. Uh, this one would be good for entertainment value only. I, so we just started on TV and radio. We're in our fifth week now. Uh, we've been ramping up uh, TV and radio. Week one, we did 90-something thousand, and it was 116 for week two and three. I think it was 267 in week four. I think this week we're up at around 275,000. We just expanded to broadcast in uh, Buffalo, Rochester, and Albany. We did that maybe about a week and a half ago. So as we, and we're going to stay on TV and radio through the election. Uh, so that that's just uh, the, the probably the most important reality is you can work hard, get all around the state. In my first six months, I campaigned at least twice in every county in the state, and we just kept on going campaigning everywhere. Uh, but ultimately, there's a whole lot of people who just kind of have to wait until the election year before they start paying attention. There are folks who will start paying attention about three minutes before the November election. Uh, and they're just deciding at the last minute because they're not focused on it until then. But, you know, more people will start to wake up between now and then. Uh, but us starting to spend money on TV and radio allows us to get uh, our message out there to a heck of a lot more people at once. And by the way, we feel fantastic about it. I mean, our internal polling is great. Um, we, you know, we've had tens of thousands of donors uh, we've had tens of thousands of donors uh, actually donated $100 or less. Thousands of volunteer signups. Uh, the campaign is a well-oiled machine. I mean, we, we I'm a military guy, so we don't plan one or two steps ahead. We have this entire race planned from Election Day backwards right now. I like our plan. I like the timing. As we talked, our first question here in the interview, uh, the issues are absolutely on our side. The Democrats are destroying everything. And as long as everybody in New York realizes that we all have to be all in everywhere, November 2022 is going to be different than these other races, these other elections in years past, uh, because the Democrats are destroying everything. But we have to be right on the issues. We have to lean into them, uh, be proud of the positions that we have. Don't try to win votes from Democrats by being Democrats. Win votes from Democrats by being proud, principled, conservative Republicans, explaining why we have the positions on these issues that matter most to them. Uh, I'm I'm bullish on November 22 nationwide. I think the House is going to flip. I think the Senate is going to flip. 
And instead of seeing Republicans on their heels and losing in places like Georgia, I think it's time that we see Democrats on their heels and losing in places like New York. I'm going to do my part to make sure that happens. You know, you talked about hitting uh, the media, and that's important. You've got multiple media markets and for my relatives, I better mention Buffalo, too, or I'm going to hear about it after the show as one of these areas. But you know, media and boots on the ground need to be working together. Uh, it's how you win elections, right? You know this. You've knocked on a lot of doors. You've got to have supporters out there daily. Uh, you mentioned county executives in blue areas, and the way to counter that is boots on the ground. So are you, as you say, and in military fashion, staffed up to fight these different battles with the boots on the ground uh, to make sure those voters know the issues? Absolutely. I mean, we have thousands of people who have signed up to volunteer, county coordinators in every county, entire state, vocals in every county in the entire state. Uh, We have all sorts of different coalitions, whether it's law enforcement, it's veterans, it's pro-2A, it's parents, and that list goes on. Uh, So that's all force multipliers on top of it. Organizationally, I, I feel great of where we are right now. Uh, however, on top of that is as the election continues to get closer, more and more people will come out of the woodwork and volunteer to help. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, as far as someone listening, it's not just about voting. If you have some time on your hands, come knock on doors with us, come make phone calls with us. Uh, but we structurally right now, organizationally today, we are in a great place. Well, that's good to hear because in the end, boots on the ground will win a lot more campaigns uh, and media is a great multiplier for any candidate. Lee, you and I know it's a tough road in New York. I I give you a lot of credit for jumping into this on that statewide level. Good luck to you on the campaign trail. I I hope we'll be talking again as we work our way through this. Losing is not an option. It's great to be on with you. Thank you. Lee Zeldin, New York gubernatorial candidate. Uh, We'll be following this race very closely between now and June and then eventually uh, through to November. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.